Welcome, everybody, to episode 155 of the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. You should follow us at Two on Three Pod on Twitter, and you can send us email at hello, hello. at Two on Three Pod.com. You know how much we love to hear from you. I'm Chris, and you can find me floating down the atmospheric river at CD Villa Senor on Twitter, and with me per usual is Ty. Where can we find you keeping your head above water? I'm doing my best at SEATJK. What's the atmospheric river? Yeah, that's what they call the. That's what they call the. Remember, they used to call it the Pineapple Express, where like all the the moisture from the Pacific gets just oh. routed like straight into. I don't. They don't call it the Pineapple Express anymore. Maybe it's like racially insensitive against Hawaiians. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. They're calling it the atmospheric river now, okay. and if you, it just looks. You know, it's the it's the giant uh, it's the giant satellite dong. You know that. that yes, comes. sure. Great. <laughs> that comes. Anyway, this is what they're calling. This is what they like. I'm watching. I'm watching a lot of local news these days. I see. So that they call they call it the atmospheric river. It just just keeps. It's just been pouring here. Like it's just been right. crushing. Like and last night was like super epic. It makes sense now. Yeah, I just never heard the phrase before. Yeah, but last night we just got crushed. Like my power went out for a little bit and. Like it was, it was pretty. It was as as rainy and gusty as I've, I've I've seen it in quite some time. Blew down part of our fence, all kinds of all kinds of fun shit. Yesterday. It has been quite the uh, the the January, rain wise. Like we're only not even two weeks in, and it's like I think <laughs> close to seven inches, something like that, maybe more. <laughs> yes, like and I and I always feel bad for the people who live near rivers around here because they're all yeah. just. I just can't think of anything worse than standing in my yard watching some river creep up. You know, it just that must be the worst. That just makes my stomach hurt just thinking about it. Yeah, no, it's it's terrible. Um, I, I the flooding is 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 around here when it happens badly. It's it it tears things up in a big way. Yeah, you know, a guy I work with lives on a lake, and he's like, the lake is so full, our dock's underwater. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that we attach the boat to yeah, is yeah. Under, underwater. Yeah, He's, uh, they have to take a boat to get to it, because <laughs> like, part of it is still. <laughs> My God, yeah. Well, well, on the nice, at the, you know, on the, uh, you know, all things being equal, he does live on a lake. It must be, must be kind of nice. I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> We've got quite a show for you today. Um, let's see, we're going to talk about some movies that you've probably seen before. We're going to talk a little about a little trip to uh, '80s Karate Land. And uh, we're going to find ways to help you find someone to help you be better. Anyway, followed then by the testes and into the overtime. But uh, just to start us off, I'm, getting, I'm, I'm at the part of the quarantine now where all I want to eat is eggs. Okay, that's why. Because they're easy. Yeah. They're easy to make. Like, I can make eggs any time of the day, and I find myself just making eggs any time of the day. That's like that's that's like you parent. We get some rice, get some eggs. You know, you know that if you eat two chicken eggs, you have already consumed one hundred and twenty percent of your daily allotment for cholesterol. I'm sh- yes, <laughs> and it doesn't it doesn't matter to me. I just I know I don't. I'm not going to worry about it. It seems healthy. I think when you have <laughs> it's eggs. a protein. It's a protein thing. Right. There's, there's lots no of carbs. Protein. Yes. And so you're just going to take the fat hit. It's okay. Like, you know, just we'll just shrug that off. But but have you, have you fallen into any sort of, at this point, because putting food on the table over and over and over again is the hardest part of this. Like, you know, you know you've, 
we've talked about how much we miss restaurants. <laughs> like sure. We pined about it for yes. at least one or two episodes. But it really is that whole, like, if I didn't have to clean up, like, I think I, I wouldn't mind it so much. But, like, it's the whole ritual of of preparing food, eating food, and cleaning up is just, sometimes it's just, like, you just want to go out and just, like. I, I feel like with the pandemic that all chores, and I'm, I'm going to include cooking in that um, for, for the purposes of this discussion, uh, have just become more pronounced. It's just become very present in my mind that the cooking, the cleaning is never complete. It's like this every day until I die. <laughs> and I, I mean, at some point it'll break apart again, but not like not being able to break it up. Right, not having nights mm-hmm. out, not having just activities, even where we're leaving the house as a family, and and sort of, you know, maybe meal we're mealing on the go and things like that. Um, yeah, it's just for the most part, I cannot think about it, but every once in a while, it's you know, I mean, I feel like I'm, I'm functioning pretty well, but also living on the verge of like a, just a complete breakdown at all times, <laughs> <laughs> and that has a lot to do with cooking and like coming up with something to eat but every night. Yeah, what's funny is like. We've fallen into this, but but both my wife and I, we, we buy eggs a lot. Mm. So, like, the, if you open up the fridge, it's just full of eggs. Like, both of us know. We both, it's like, both of us know. It's like, you know what? Eggs are going to show up at some point. It's just. Well, for us, it's something the kids will eat, too. So, I, I make a lot of that. Yeah. 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 That's actually something that didn't make my, my life-changing Christmas list last week that was very close, which was my wife got me, like, this ceramic egg bowl that has a it's it's spun right and it's got a post in the center so you drop the egg in there or two eggs and you stir it up and cook it in the microwave and you get a an egg for your bagel that is bagel shaped has a hole in it <laughs> it's fantastic because it only takes like 90 seconds max so i'll just make like a two egg bagel i but i like i like biting into the egg bagel and having the volcano of like egg like fire right out of the middle of the bagel well, I mean, that's one. There's a lot to uh, the kids. Just want me to make it. I just put it on the plate. They're like, I "Want a donut egg?" <laughs> and I don't. I'm like, "Sure," because it takes literally one minute. I, I, I love it. I yeah. love it. So you see the power of eggs. <laughs> you, you, you first. You first. You like say, you know, if you eat a bunch of eggs, you're gonna get cholesterol. I was like, yes, but you're also yeah. You you know the power of a quick and easy meal of you know a satisfying meal. I'm trying to tone it down to one half of the bagel and one egg. I feel like if I can get there, it won't be so t- two eggs and a whole bagel. That is uh, that's not good for me. That is a meal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's uh, for sure, especially if you're going to be mostly sedentary for the rest of the day. But oh god, <laughs> just gotta get out. And get I'm just walk. I'm feeling it this week, man. I mean, there's just so much going on, right? It's like. Hey, we're going through the, we've got ongoing sedition with a side of pandemic. And <laughs> every time they're talking about it, all I can think is like, man, this dude got to go. I just need to get out of it. I need to move on from this. Yeah. I moved on a while ago. I like, know, but it's not getting better. It's getting worse. Yeah. It's, it's going to get better. Okay. All right, Pollyanna. <laughs> well, you can either you can either believe that or not. I mean, isn't that how the whole thing's supposed to work? I know here we go down this slippery slope with us, but it's like, it's over. It's Whatever. More. Work. The bottom line is, more people are going to get shot before this is over, and no. a lot more people are going to die from disease as well. Well, more people are going to die from disease. I didn't say a lot of people are going to get shot. I'm just saying more people are going <laughs> some, to get shot. Some people between now and the between now and the and the and the end of the inauguration, and then probably some more time after that. Yes. Yeah. Well, 
it's a it's yeah, <laughs> these are these are these are the times we live in hopefully uh, yeah, hopefully yeah. you know it won't be you me or anyone we know or care about <laughs> or just anyone in general <laughs> well, I think to... well if someone's gonna have to get shot i mean yeah. hopefully only i don't know people who are also <laughs> shooting i guess <laughs> who, are, who are who are putting themselves in such situations anyway my gosh well you started it well true ish <laughs> about talking about eggs no you started it right anyway. but the thing is that's when everything is living at the same it's flat like the importance of everything in my life is flat <laughs> it's all it's all yeah there's, there's eggs no... are on the same level as like life and death for me it's all the it's, same it's... i guess i can't get i can't like you said I, I, I can't get emotionally invested it's right. too much right so you say that you've moved on i say that i have managed to most of the time sort of disconnect like the emotional center of my brain from what I'm consuming, like the information that I'm consuming in order to just remain sane. Right. And so, you know, there's nothing more sane than cooking an egg for breakfast. So it's, it's everything's flat. All right. And then everyone, you know, with, with spikes of like, just fuck this, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that time is a flat circle. Yeah, exactly. All right. Segment number one. So our friends at um, 374538 <laughs> at 538.0. Um, the, the arbiters of all data these days, they're, they're, they've brought us the most rewatchable films. If you like your of data all smeared with smarm, visit 538.com. <laughs> they are sort of greasy about it. It's, aren't they? it's just the whole they thing. Just, is... they're, they're, they're very, they're very pleased with themselves. Oh yeah. Uh, and they love to be, and that's okay. I mean, yeah. they, they produce some, they produce some, they produce yeah. some good stuff. It's just oily. That's all. <laughs> sure. So they produced the uh, list of the, um, of the most rewatchable movies of all time based on people writing it. Apparently 4,362 entries from 1169 respondents. All right, so that's a it's a it's a relative that's a that's a thin slice, but I guess these are internet people, so you got to figure they they've they've seen some movies. It's as statistically significant as any political poll you're gonna find, <laughs> for, for sure. The, our, our friends at the Facapod, Facpapod, I, I get that wrong all the time. It's fac- it's not hard. Pa. I don't understand. Facpa. Yeah, I always say Facapod. Okay, but I leave out the 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 mother Facapod. <laughs> <laughs> the motherfucker pod, fuckpa, yeah, pod. All right. Our From friends. a certain point of skew, what about what about them? Yeah, well, they're happy to know that Star, Star Wars ended up as the number one, uh, the number one uh, movie on this list. That seems aggressively unsurprising. That was actually my first take on reading this yeah. article in general. Was that? Well, I I think it's interesting, and I, I think we'll get into why it's interesting. But also, the first blush is like, mm, people like movies that are popular. <laughs> well, there we go. People like to rewatch movies that are popular. Yes. Now, do do you have a do you have a uh, do you have a do you have a, a a little stack rank for us? Like off this list, off before we get into the things that were left off this list from this list, you have a little bit of a do you have a do you have a, a quick stack rank? Okay, so I had a hard time with this because everything is the same. It's all flat. <laughs> <laughs> like first of all you like you sent me the thing and i'm like okay stack rank and i'm like i can't list my five favorite movies that shit's impossible like, no right. idea so and then i was like well of this list what can i put on the list and then as i read it i'm like i know what i don't like but there's yeah. nothing that stands out for me as something that i'm putting on all the time except for i mean 
do you, how many do you want me to rank? I can give you probably three or five. Okay, give, how about three? How about, okay. how about a quick three rank? All right, so I'm going to go ahead and say that Star Wars is definitely in that three. Like, mm-hmm. that's, we're still watching those movies just whenever. Like, if you yep. put on a Star Wars is a thing. Yes, we have, we have a solid 11 choices, not including, not including series. No. But, but we, have a, we have 11 solid choices for, for, uh, for Star Wars movies. I've probably watched Solo more in the last two years than any other Star Wars movie. Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. Are you, are you, you're screwing with me now, right? No, no, no. I think it's... it's I'm not. <laughs> I, I enjoy it. I think it's good. And the kids right, kind of like it. Okay. Um, and then I want to say like the Harry Potter series because they included series on here, which I think is uh-huh. interesting and kind of a cop out, right? When you say Star Wars, what are we talking about? Yeah. Star All Star Wars? Yeah. We'll see. On, the, on their list, there was like on the men, women list. Right. You see that number one is Star Wars and tied for 11 is Star Wars series, which doesn't make any sense to me. It should just be Star Wars. I think that's what probably people thought when they wrote it in. I'm going to guess people thought it was it was that. I wish The Matrix was more rewatchable than it is. Matrix one is thoroughly rewatchable. Eh. If you can remember not to pay attention that there's two more movies. And I think that's part of the problem. Like yeah. they, they truly did like make it so that I don't want to watch any of it because it goes off the rails so quickly. So yeah, um, I had a hard time with this list. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I, I'm not watching any of these movies on a regular basis. And I would, you know, I guess Goodfellas and Caddyshack are probably the other two on this three, yeah. two, two yeah. or three for me. So I would say, I would say for me, Star Wars series mm-hmm. for sure. I would say, they, so the Avengers shows up, but that's really like Marvel series, right? Cause I will, I will, I will throw on a Marvel series movie any old time like because one of the one of the cable one of the cable movie um uh channels is like they play captain america a lot mm-hmm. i don't throw captain america the first avenger on all the time i i just i'll just and wherever it is i'll just i'll be happy to drop in and 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 watch that movie yeah i mean i i, I love every part of it go get him i could swim right Right. so i mean so and and i and i like princess bride in this in this in this uh in this list too because it is thoroughly rewatchable although at this point like i haven't probably sought it out in a while yeah exactly and then that's what my problem was with this list is that i think this is you know off the top of your head you're gonna say these kinds of movies but my list is just different yeah like for me what i'm gonna put on when i'm alone late at night not porn but porn <laughs> no um it's just it's not these movies generally this yeah. is more of a to me kind of mixed company classics yes so exactly so i think that when people do lists like this they say what's your favorite you know people always say what's your favorite movie and you have to and you have to say well i like a lot of movies that it depends and that's and all that is true yeah but when you when you think to yourself well if i'm going to tell you what my favorite movie is I, it has to be it has to say something about me. You know what I mean? It has to, you, you're trying to look for quality. And this is what, I think this is what this list turns into. Like people are thinking, I want to be, I want to make sure that people understand that I'm interested in a quality film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they, they <laughs> but, skew like to what they think is intellectual. But really your favorite movie is Tommy Boy. It's Die Hard with a Vengeance. <laughs> so we've covered this. Yeah, exactly. And like Tommy Boy for me is like my most rewatchable <laughs> movie. I will watch Tommy Boy anytime, all the time. If there was a channel that was the Tommy Boy channel, yeah. I would I would watch the Tommy Boy channel. Like that's because your brain has the shell on it. <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> but these, so I mean, if to have a list like this and to not and leave off something like the Big Lebowski, yeah, which is thoroughly rewatchable and high quality, yeah. So I, I so I I take umbrance, not umbrance, maybe umbrage, umbrage, umbrance, umbrage. Is umbrance well, like a grants? I don't. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm Fred Durst. Anyway, um, you wish, <laughs> but something like Lebowski should show up on this on this list, right? It is a high quality film. I don't it believe anybody's a, watching Gone with the Wind. That's wild bullshit. This is that's a wild, <laughs> some wild bullshit. I had to force myself to sit through it like 15 years ago just so I could say that I'd seen it. Yeah, nobody. Yeah, and you know, I guess, I guess people watch The Sound of Music. But when they're talking about Star Trek, what are they really talking about? They must, I mean, I I can't watch hardly any of those Star Trek movies. Well, Although we I did, already talked about this last week that I told you I like the the newer Star Trek movies. Um, right. I can't watch the old ones. I watched Search for I watched Search for Spock the other day, literally the other day, 3 days ago, 4 days ago. Mm. And it was terrific. I enjoyed it very okay. much. I don't but, think I could enjoy it. But um <laughs> It's yeah. I have to be in a mood, but but yeah. I mean, but I mean, we're talking about you know, like Pulp Fiction. I probably wouldn't watch Pulp Fiction, like on a rewatch right now. I just you, I'd have to I, run into it. I don't know what ha- mood I'd have to be in to say, you know, what I'd really like to do the next two and a half hours because it's a long movie, right? Right. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna plop in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> it's like ooh no. <laughs> I don't think so. I think it makes the list solidly like 10 years ago, though. 10, 15 years ago. Maybe oh, I'm a sure. little younger and my I don't know, my life's a little bit different. We're a little closer to it. But yeah, I agree. I'm also not watching the Shawshank Redemption anymore. I've seen it too many times. I don't need no, to see yeah. it anymore. No. Yeah. We're, we're all done I, with that. I know the entire thing. I don't need to, <laughs> I don't need to see it anymore. But I think, I think comedy, like most people love to sit through sort of a dumb comedy, right? And I think dumb comedy just gets left off here because people don't want to admit like if they're if they're saying what's your favorite movie they don't want to tell you like Talladega Nights but boy I will watch the hell out of Talladega Nights <laughs> anytime anytime you want to watch Talladega Nights I'm down to watch Talladega Nights Step Brothers Step Brothers Anchorman like yeah. those are those are great those are truly I think rewatchable films like or something like Monty Python and the Holy Grail So I watched that again recently and it's it's just not good Holy Grail Yeah like it's not nearly as funny as you remember it being. No, we were we were stoned a lot in college, but <laughs> but I think it's still pretty funny. It, again, it's it has moments, know, Mon- but Monty there's P- just a lot more cra- crap in between the good parts <laughs> than you remember. Monty Python is kind of a thing. I mean, there's yeah. there are people who are ride or die with the Monty Python. Crap. And I think at its high points, it's as good as anything. No, there's just a lot. Just like all any kind of sketch comedy, even one that's telling a story. There's good, there's awesome stuff, and then there's stuff that's like, what is happening here? <laughs> what are these crazy English yeah. people doing? And how can you have these lists? And I don't know if you're ready, if you had more to say about comedy. I'm no, sorry. go ahead. Uh, how can you have any of these lists of rewatchable movies, and there's not a single Arnold Schwarzenegger movie or Sylvester Stallone movie on this list? This is uh, exactly. You don't again, know anything about rewatchable. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's the high mindedness of it. Again, I think what I'm trying to get down yeah. to is the fact that people are are really they want to they want to put their best foot forward they yes. and so when when and it probably leaks into other things when whenever you ask anyone or you're talking to new people or you're getting to know somebody new or you're running to somebody at a cocktail party 
and the idea that what is your favorite bleh? Like, what's your favorite restaurant? Yeah. Right? You're not going to say, well, I eat most of my meals at McDonald's. <laughs> like, I really like a, I really like a Jersey Mike's, uh, you know, Philadelphia Philly cheesesteak. I mean, even though I love all those things. I don't I know. Probably- I'm beyond it now. I don't care. <laughs> no, it's like you. Oh, we're at a party. What are your favorite movies? I like uh, <laughs> Predator. I like Rocky Four. Yes. I like Heat, Ronin, Point Break, and Happy Gilmore. <laughs> Those are all terrific and very rewatchable films. But yes, you might be over it. But this is the thing that when people, I think a lot of people want to continue to put their best foot forward. That is my best foot. You don't like it. You can eat shit. <laughs> <laughs> they want to see again they want to seem high-minded they want yeah, to seem they want to seem like they're quality people so the choices i have to make are quality i have to show you my quality choices look how quality of a person i am but really what deep down inside you're eating mcdonald's and watching you know you're watching die hard uh, well Avengers. that's what leads people to say shit at parties like i didn't like rap music until i saw hamilton <laughs> it's like, you, you know what it's not <laughs> Right. Thank you for being a high-minded and no, crazy. Yeah, exactly. No, so I just think that people should be a lot more honest with themselves. I think the world would be a better place. Right. Just All be right. who you are. Just be who you are. Speaking of being who we are. Oh, sudden, God. What? There is a clear spider crawling on the ceiling right in front of me. I'm sorry. It's clear? It's and or white. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't. It's... Oh, God. Do you have right, to take care of this? It's not that big. Oh, Spider update. <laughs> spider news. <laughs> Moving quickly now. I don't... I think it sees it. I see it. Start talking talk, talk about something else while I take care of this. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to move on to segment two. Okay. All right. <laughs> while, while Ty takes care of home insects, uh, let me bring you into <laughs> segment two. The... Uh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Where'd terrible go? thing. Oh, terrible thing. Uh, terrible things are happening at Ty's It house. escaped. It escaped. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm not cutting any of this. <laughs> what, speaking of high-minded, I thought we'd talk about an excellent series and a very popular series, Cobra Kai. Now, again, you people can people can make sort of like like the Karate Kid is an excellent rewatchable movie. But yes. no one nobody wants to admit they want to rewatch the Karate Kid, and yet Cobra Kai is like one of the most popular series. <laughs> <laughs> on on Netflix, and it's been and it's been terrific. We're we're through three series three seasons of it, and um, and I thought we'd just chat about it a little bit because I think it's a there's a lot of interesting for me. There's a lot of interesting stuff going on, like just with the not only with just like the story and whatnot, but just like what hold on, it says. just to be crystal clear, we're going to talk about season three and we're going to spoil it. So if you haven't seen it, yeah, and you don't want to hear about it, I mean, there's nothing groundbreaking here that we're going to ruin it for you, but. <laughs> Yeah, I just want to be clear about that there's for anybody. Just, there's, who, there's some spoilers. Yeah, there's some definitely some spoilers coming down. I like but, to respect people's watching schedules. Not everybody's on the same right, wavelength. Right. Okay. Go ahead. I found. All right. So first of all, I think the genesis of this whole project is just genius. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I think that you know Billy Zabka and Ralph Macchio run into each other, and they and somebody says. Let's get them in a room and say, let's see if they're interested in just doing this whole, this whole, let's wake up this whole 80s karate thing. <laughs> and, and God bless both of them. They're totally game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know where, where to start on this, to be honest. Um, it's from a big picture perspective, it's getting campier. 
Yes. Um, I really actually am enjoying the work that the guy that plays John Kreese is doing. <laughs> He's just very it's Martin Cove. That's right. That's right. Um, He's really like he he's leaning back into the character whole like wholesale now. He's he's <laughs> full on exactly who he was. It, if anybody's having the most fun, it might be him. Yes. But the thing about it is he is just he's so mustache twirly. Like Yes. He but it works. Like everybody else is sort of seems like they're nuanced except not John Kreese. <laughs> John Kreese is just he is who he uh, in season three, they try to give him a little backstory. They're trying to give you a little bit. Here's why he is who he is. I could have done without that. <laughs> like, I think it's okay if he's just like this, just insane, this insane guy who sniffs his own bullshit 24 seven. I think that's uh you don't like the humanization of Kreese. Is it, is not it really? I could have done. I mean, I can go with or without the okay. humanization of John Kreese. I mean, I just like the fact that he's insane. He's like this insane person. So we want to start with things we like, or do you had some? Did you have a bigger theme that you wanted to examine here as we well, talk about Cobra Kai? Sure. Let me let me let me just talk about like, I just the, the I just I, I have so many is, ideas that I can so many ways I can take this, and I just don't yes. know which one you want me to pick. All right. So first of all, let's talk about everyone's failure as a father in this particular <laughs> <laughs> in this particular. Like, it is you know how in in Disney in Disney um, nobody has a mom. Like none of the Disney princesses have moms. Right. Right. Here, it's like everyone's dad is like either absent or terrible. <laughs> so Johnny, no dad, awful stepdad, played by Ed Asner, who <laughs> I was shocked that Ed Asner was still alive, to be honest with you. Right. Every scene between them is just Ed Asner going, hey, you piece of shit. <laughs> like, that's the whole thing. And Johnny going, I'm going to kick your ass, old man. <laughs> but I can't because I need some money from you. Right. So, and then Daniel, Daniel Russo's dad. Yeah, absent. Right. Um, yes. Everybody, and then you know, and then of course they have to now be dads, right. which of course they're failing miserably. Which sort of just got me thinking about, you know, you should <laughs> try to be a better father to your children. You know, that was as I watched, I was like, you know, I probably shouldn't try to. I should. I probably should try to avoid making some of these mistakes. Yeah, I mean, I'm unfortunately. I think going back to my theme about being over it, <laughs> I, because I'm sort of the same person all the time. Cause I've just decided I can't spend any energy on con like con context switching for my life. <laughs> my kids get the same version of me that you get. So it's not really different. <laughs> I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm, I hug them and stuff. Right. Well, but you don't like, hug me. No, I would. You should, you should, you should hug me. Not no. during a deadly pandemic, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, the the, the way that the, the show has an issue with, especially Daniel, who was like, things were fine. Right. And then he just like, let himself get sucked into this. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now it, it came through his daughter, obviously, because mm-hmm. she started dating the, the guy, the, the, the foundling that Johnny <laughs> takes in. He's not an orphan. He has a mother anyway. But yeah, I. I'm sorry. I just have to get this off my chest. I'm really enjoying the show, except this last season, the fighting was like egregiously bad. Like, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it turns in every. It turns into like gay. It's, it's gone into karate gang warfare. So now there are these giant fight sets. Like right. before, I mean, Karate Kid was was. I mean, it always it, seemed kind of small. It was either like right. a bunch of bullies beating up on Daniel, right. and then that was fine. 
And then the first, as this started up, it, again, it was the same thing. It was like, ah, there's some bullies. There's some short fights. Right. And then there's the tournament. And the tournament's just one-on-one fighting. Right. So that, I think that's easier to choreograph. But in season three, I guess they just decided we need like 10 on 10 fighting, <laughs> which, which is really hard to do. Yeah. Like even, at the, even at the most professional level. The but, scene with Johnny and Daniel at the, the chop shop, I was like, this can't be over fast enough. <laughs> the, the Batman and Robin. Well, like, Zabka can still move around, but Macho looks like he's about to break a hip. <laughs> like, he just, he looks frail. And it just, it, like, he, he's, it, it almost looks like they did it in slow motion and then sped it up for him. There's no, like, power at all behind the punches and the moves. And then they high-low that guy at the end, and I was like, yeah. come on. <laughs> and I, I don't want to be saying come on that's not good <laughs> that's uh, yeah so the fighting in season three has gone way over the top i yes. mean again they've tried to they're trying to push the envelope but i think that it sort of gets away from what the karate kid's supposed to be about yeah you know what i mean so they just that's decided. why the first season of cobra Kai was so great because it yeah. was much more and i even think the second season when it got a little more group fighting like that that school fight at the end of the second season isn't bad no and but the, it's just I I can't get over the the fact that these kids can't move around. <laughs> like, have you ever been in a in a in a in a in a in a sort of a large-ish fight? It's not, re- not sort of like where people were tussling. Yeah, like, I mean more I've, than like like more than three or four people on each side tussling. Yes. Like you can't get out of there fast enough. Like the last thing no. you want to do is like stick it out of there. You're just like, I'm going to shove someone to the ground and I'm just going to move off. Yeah. I'm going to move yeah. away. Yeah. I'm just going to, I'm not a trained fighter, so I don't really know what to, you know, I don't really, I couldn't karate anybody, but, but, uh, yeah. Anyway, but the, uh, so yes, it's the, hopefully they find some, cause I got to imagine season four is going to be it. I don't you know. I haven't, I haven't read anything, but I think it's pretty much. I think I'm ready for Cobra Kai to be done after one more season. Yeah, I think like this. I enjoyed this last season, but there was just too many times where I was like, "What's happening?" They they spent a lot of they spent a ton of nostalgia bullets here in in season three as well. Like, well, and then I want to root for Johnny, but then you make me have to like get under or like get excited about what you, Eagle Fang Karate. <laughs> Well, that's the beauty of Johnny is Johnny's an idiot. Like I, he's, he's still like an eight year old. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah. He's, he likes to wear a headband and a leather jacket. I mean, like that's the funniest, that's the best part about Johnny Lawrence is yeah. that's, that's, that's his, that's the entire charm of his current character is the, is the fact that he's still like, yeah, yeah. I like to, I like loud rock music and fast cars and, you know. And I don't want to, I, I, I kind of need to be grown up, but I really don't want to be grown up. I think that's what we, that's what we like about him, right? Yeah. I mean, the, his, his internal struggle is part of the compelling show, but as we've moved toward more camp, that part, those parts of it have kind of fallen by the wayside in favor of more cartoonish type behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think the first season was great cause it was really nuanced and like some really good acting, especially yeah. from Sabka. Um, yeah, but yeah the, because it sucks to be 30 years plus out of high school and not have your shit together. I mean, that's a well, and somehow not know what Wi-Fi is. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you don't know. He doesn't I get know. that you don't understand like how it work, how it works, or how to use it, but you don't know right. what it is. Like the phone. Like he's never. He doesn't have a phone. He doesn't. He's just. How know. does he function? What does he? I mean, he's just been installing televisions and and 
watching the, tele- and watching television. That's it. Yeah. Doesn't uh, drinking Coors Banquet. I that's my favorite part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> is, is drinking Coors Banquet all the time? Yeah. yeah. But so as we before we run out of time, side trip to Okinawa uh-huh. to see some people. That was a good part. I like that part. I like that part. And I didn't realize that Chosen, the guy who the actor who played, is like a restaurant owner here in Seattle. They had some, they had some uh, some news some uh, newspaper articles. Not the I didn't know that. You're telling me that I'm learning this for the first time. Yeah, he uh, he owns a restaurant in the, I believe in the Maple Leaf area. So him and his family. So yeah, he said it was fun to do that, and it was fun to see. Um, it was fun to see. Um, <laughs> I always think of Dr. Yutani from the Wayland Yutani. <laughs> so she seems like a, a, a cute dance teacher in, from Okinawa, but she is really the uh, one of the people who crushes our future. <laughs> and in pursuit of the ultimate alien bio, bio, biological <laughs> weapon, right? And uh, and of course, I, we can't do the, we can't end the thing without talking about Elizabeth Shue, like who shows up for one episode and it's just she. She manages to tap, maybe it's just who she is, but she just manages to tap all the greatest Liz Shue aspects of herself. Yeah. Like, she does the smile and the sort of the shift weight from one to the other, and she does the little, yeah, she does the little head bob and the little, and the little squint. Like, she just... She gets to be incredulous. Yeah, she does... She's very charming. She gives this, she just... I just, you realize that, you know, I've been, you know, harboring this crush since, you know, 1984. And you realize <laughs> it's it's well and alive. Like, I'm just sitting here, I was watching it, I was going, my God, this woman. <laughs> uh, seriously. I mean, it's coming up on, it's coming up on 40 years. Yeah? Yeah, it's closer to a 40-year crush than it is a 30-year crush at this point. Yeah, the and, 80s were, uh, were 40 years ago. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, but no, I know. I know. I know. That that being said, I mean, she's just she's worth the price of admission. She's worth the price of admission alone. So she made the she made the most of her her episode, and God bless her for for being for giving us the Liz Shueiest Liz Shue appearance of all time. <laughs> it was great. I enjoyed it too. All right. Segment three. So was the. Cobra Kai guys try to coach their youth, young people who apparently they can punch in this day and age. <laughs> you can punch a kid. Can you punch? Can a teacher punch a kid in this day and age, even in a martial arts uh, setting, and not get arrested? What state and what are the races of the people involved? <laughs> anyway, moving on. You that. asked the question. I, I just, did. Do you know just, that Elizabeth shoes fifty-seven? Yes. I'm just saying. I know. It's nearly 60. It's like a dream. <laughs> Anywho, um, I thought to myself, what makes a good coach? And uh, yes. And, you know, you and I have spent many, many, many years in sports and around, you know, in our careers and all these other things. And I thought to myself, well, what makes a good coach? What makes a good mentor what makes a good what what and maybe we could highlight some people who maybe helped you get sort of get along in the world okay yeah um so, i so can think ahead. of the bad ones <laughs> the bad ones tend to be easy to remember my, <laughs> yeah, my, yeah. my high school wrestling coach not great <laughs> yeah 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 
My high school football coach, not a great guy. Not great. No. My high school football coach, terrific guy. Um, like coached football forever. Kind of this big, huge. Like he could be jolly, could be could be nice, but then like if you were if you were effing up, like they weren't afraid to let you know back and then. Mm. So the head football coach, and then the defensive football coach who cursed at me endlessly every day for three years of my life. Yeah. Uh, but who was great. <laughs> but but he he cursed at you and the more he cursed at you like as you as you look back in time it's like cuz he wanted you to be better he thought you could be better what kind of cursing oh like he'd say he'd say he'd say he'd call you a shitbird for some odd okay, reason okay that's fine and then he'd be like and then he'd f bomb you a little bit here then he'd call you a puss pie okay and like you know stuff like that i mean just sort of run of the mill cursing like yeah. you know what the fuck are you doing Kind of, you know what I mean? And he would, and he would yell at you, and and uh, but it turns yeah, out f- that he was he was he was he's he's ter- he was terrific. My football coach uh, really liked to emasculate. That was his move, and that was the only motivation tool he had, and it sucked. And eventually, I stopped playing football, and of course, that he pussied me on the way out the door too. So, oh yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, well, a- this is why I'm quitting you. <laughs> piece of shit. That seems that seems like it seems funny that that would exist. 10 years after I got out of, I got, you know, I got out. Of it was Alaska. Reasons. Okay. That makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> it was just one of those things where I was like, what am I doing? I'm like, I, I got to, so I, I played football down here in Washington at a much smaller school. And then when I went to Alaska, I know it sounds counterintuitive, but it was a much bigger school. And I started playing football and I played the one season. And then like the guy that was our starting running back was my class. And I was like, I'm just busting my ass to, to like basically not play. Mm-hmm. Like I'd get in on defense and I play a lot of defense and I play a lot of, uh, there's a lot of captain of the second team bullshit. You know what I mean? Right. Run <laughs> the, scout, like, what run am the I scout team. Yeah. I was like, what am I doing? No. I was like, let me go play a sport that I actually will get to play. Right. Yeah, I hear That's you. when I learned to play tennis. Yeah. Did you have a good tennis coach? Uh, no, he was kind of a creep. <laughs> 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 kind of an elitist creep that kind of seemed like he was perving on the girls. Oh, great. Delegated almost all the work to his assistant, his assistant coach was great uh-huh. my assist yeah. our assistant tennis coach was great he was also the math teacher mm-hmm. so he was like the uh, you know we got along like, right. uh, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah so that, that worked really well he was a good he was a good dude too like he would actually come help you like the other guy was basically like a country club pro in the sense that he would just hit balls and like mm-hmm. say rude things to you <laughs> the other guy would actually be like here's how you pivot your weight and use your you know actually make adjustments yeah. with your grip and stuff like that yeah all right, so so just thinking about like thinking about what what do you think makes a, then what do you think makes a good coach? Well, I think it depends on what you're talking about, right? So if you're talking about one-on-one coaching or even like youth coaching or or just anywhere you're actually trying to teach, that's mm-hmm. different than like you know what like Pete Carroll is doing at the Seahawks, right? Or what Nick Saban is doing at Alabama, right? There, there's some teaching, but not to the level that maybe we we want to describe. So I think that a great coach for for on a small scale. Um, is really good at turning complex athletic movements into small things that you can easily piece together mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. by teaching techniques and, and just little things to remember, things to look out for, and, and things that you see immediate results from. Right. And then you they build that trust with you. And then so if they want you to do something that's outside your comfort, comfort zone, you believe that it's worth doing because they've already shown you results. There's some trust there, right? Mm-hmm. There's a, right. You, you, trust their, you trust their authority in terms of... At least the at least what they're trying to teach you. 
Yeah, and a lot of times with sports, hand-eye coordination sports, any sport that requires like technique of any kind, you may see, um, you know, you may backslide, right? There's inflection points where you're going to, mm. okay, great, you've got this down. Now we're going to change this and you're going to get worse for a little bit. But you're going to get better once you master this new move that I've, I've taught you. Yeah, yeah. I think, that, I think that along those lines, I think it's important that if coaches, the best coaches, I think, have a lot of ways to explain the same thing. Mm-hmm. So they're not, they're, they don't just say, okay, here's how you do it. ABC. Right. It's like, I don't, I did, I don't really understand how, what you're saying to me. And then they just say it like louder, <laughs> like <laughs> A, B and C. Right. Yeah. Like they, they find a way to connect with you and say, oh, if ABC doesn't connect with you, maybe this, maybe EFG connects with you more, but let's, let's think about it from an EFG perspective, right? They have many, they have many perspectives to bring to a, a single situation to try to help you there, you know, the person they're trying to help, you know, understand the concept or, or improve or, or figure something out. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I I've lived it because my father is a terrible coach. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about dads and, and, you know, Cobra Kai and everything. And, like my dad was a great golfer when he was like in his thirties and forties and I was picking up the game. He couldn't teach me. He just didn't have the vocabulary. He couldn't teach yeah. me how to do it because it was some, because it was something he felt right. Yes. He was like, he just, you put the club in his hand, he feels it. And then he, his body makes a move and he gets the result he wants. Yeah. But I mean, there's like fundamental things that you should be able to tell someone like your hips need to get to the ball before your hands. Like I never once did he say this, say no. this to me. <laughs> Hey, but yeah, because he just wasn't he just wasn't thoughtful that way. I mean, there's a, I mean that's a that's a that's a classic. This is this is a classic um, um, argument people make. It's like, well, you never played the game. How could you tell me how to do it better? It's like because some people study yeah. other aspects of the game, or they study or they study the teaching of the game, right? There are people who are, who, I mean, that's why they have coaching trees. That's why, that's why some of the best coaches in the, in, you know, in any, in any given area may not have done the sport or certainly in sports. I mean, it's not, it's not always, it's not always a given that the, the best player will be the best coach because again, a lot of people like if it comes quote unquote naturally to you and you never have to devote any sort of thought or deeper or deeper in, introspection into what you're doing, then, then it would be very difficult for you to, for you to communicate that stuff. Right. I mean, like it's like trying to learn math from goodwill hunting. <laughs> sure. I just remember like even not that many years ago, like I paced off a, a wedge shot cause I wanted to know how far it was. And my dad's like, well, can't you just hit that with feel? And I'm like, yes, but it helps me to know that like, I'm going to be in this percentage range of how far I'm taking the club back first. Mm-hmm. And then I can do it. Like I need to, I need to limit the range. So maybe I just have a, you know, larger intellectual capacity. And that's why it was <laughs> difficult right. for me. I needed more right. information. To narrow down. Yeah. You needed, you needed, you needed, you, yeah. You needed to come to it from your own way, right. but a good coach would have helped you come to it your own way. Right. They would have, they would have guided you. It's it's like when, you know, at some point you're going to, you're, you're, uh, (laughs) the students in your home are going to like have to deal with like multiplication and you know how multiplication is just, yeah. But you know how it's just sort of automatic, right? Like you just know it. Well, and I've been part of that. I'm like, you know what the reality is? You're just going to have to memorize this. Right up to 12 to 12, right? Like, Yeah. yeah. It's like, 
one to 12, the full multiplication table, yeah. you should just, you just got to know it. Yeah. And the more you, the more you do it, the more you'll know it, but you do have to devote some time to it for yeah. sure. And, uh, See, I take the time to break down. You talked about the multiple methods, right? I, uh-huh. I try to open up new pathways in the brains there where I'm like, no, just memorize it. Like, uh, I'll give you tools, right? So if it's 42 divided by six um, and you figure out that it's uh, <laughs> seven, seven. Sorry. <laughs> I, well, I sorry, I had three in my head because what I'm going to get to is three, right? So I'm like, uh, and then the next problem was like um, 21 divided by three, which was also seven. And I was like, well, see how those, and, and so I took that moment to say, do you see the relationship between these two problems? Was they both, or they're both seven? Yes, I'm like, but look, you have three is half of six, 21 is half of 42. I was like, you can do this all the time with all multiplication and division. If you see how the numbers can relate to each other, you don't even actually have to do the math. You'll just see it. And yeah. she started to understand that and got kind of excited. So that was cool. Yeah, that's a very, that, that's a very common core thing to say to a child, right? That's the, that's that, that's a new math kind of a thing. Whereas the old math people would just say, just memorize it here. Here's a, here's a 12 by 12 square, write them all down, write them in. <laughs> I just care a lot more that she understands it than gets the answers right. I'd rather that, have her, I'm always, I'm a process over results person. That's just the reality Yeah. is that, uh, and then going back to the coaching thing, I think that is, that's, you know, a debate we're having here in town with our head coaching in, in the NFL, because when you get to professional sports or any kind of high level sports, strategy starts to matter pretty much more than anything else, right? So that's where the difference is between the, the teams on sort of an any given Sunday type deal. Yeah, but and, results, but results in that, in that case, results ultimately, you know, if you, if you, if no, you but you can't get, let the, pro- you you can't the, let the results you define the process though. Like, cause you can't be like, oh, we win when we run 30 times. That's just fucking stupid. No, of course that's a that's a that's a bullshit statistic. Right, but Pete Carroll still says these things. <laughs> <laughs> so because he's an old person. Well, fine, that's not working. All right. So my point is that adaptation. I think there's a difference between coaches. It seems in the professional ranks. I'm shocked that we still have coaches that like this is my coaching philosophy, right? right. Like, and when, especially when it comes to strategy. Now it's one thing mm-hmm. if you say this is my coaching philosophy on gaining buy-in, instilling confidence, like, you know, the kinds of things that you also have to be able to do to be successful. But mm-hmm. when it comes to strate- strategy and in-game management, you shouldn't have a philosophy. The philosophy should be ad- adapt to whatever the hell's happening. Right. And so the greatest coaches get the most out of their players, no matter what, because they adjust the system. I mean, you look at Nick Saban, who I mentioned, they went from a defense first, you're not going to score more than 15, we're only going to score 30 for the last 10 years to over the last five years now scoring nearly 60 or 40, 40 to 60 points a game. Right. And, and opening it up and playing the game in the way that allows him to get the best advantage, like not consisting on this is the only way. Right. Right. That's a, and from a Nick Saban perspective, it's like Nick is like really interested in his players Mm. and he's not hard on his players. He's hard on his coaches, like his staff. He's like, he crushes his staff. Yeah, your job is to get the most out of these guys. Figure out what they're good at and do it. And let's do it. Yeah, right. And that's and that's what makes him. That's what makes him. That's what makes him successful over the long term. But with math, process is important. But right answer is also important with math. So of course, of course. Yes. But I, but you'll get there. Is my point with math? Yes. Right. Is that I but, just I'd rather you understand it. But not everybody. But. Uh, I will argue that math, like math, and a good algorithm will take you a long way in math. Sure. Not so much on the football field. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know what time this is. Do they? Are you stupid or something? 
Are you crazy? Or just plain stupid? Are you stupid or something? Stupid is or stupid does, sir. The stupidest thing ever said. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Durr>. <laughs> All right. What, what did what did <laughs> we're still so so on this segment i the, the the source material is not coming through for me here i i hear you i hear you all right so the first one we have here is uh, a a japanese menu that says skewers 120 yen and the skewer varieties are shrimp pork cheese yam octopus and vienna capital of austria <laughs> this is translation challenges i guess Translate. are you are you using vienna sausages is i guess the- so that Vienna Vienna sausages are are uh, are gold, man. Vienna sausage skewer. I, I think I'm down. <laughs> I think, yeah, over open flame, it'd be good. Yeah, hibachi. Uh, okay, so this is a quote from a book called "The Social of Social War of the Year 1900." Miss Armington now had a flash of horror fly across her mind, thinking, "Oh gracious heaven, should I be detected?" Monstrous should this servant know the real aunt and go to Victor Juno or Dr. Toy Pansy and announce the fact that a lady is in the parlor who says she is Victor Juno's aunt, but that she is not the aunt that he knows when Victor might probably be strong enough to state that he only has one aunt or, or something to that effect. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah. So the thrust of what I just read you is that this woman is stressed out because she's posing as someone's aunt, even though that person is there and could easily say, I don't, I don't have multiple aunts and I don't know you, so therefore you can't be who you say you are. But you understand that I had to read that probably four times before I understood. <laughs> um, so I had to look this up. This book apparently was published in uh, 1872. It's widely regarded as one of the worst novels ever written. Really? So I can see why it comes out. Yeah, it was uh, worse, I, than t- worse than Twilight? <laughs> so this was written by uh, Simon... Moeller Landis, one of these people who called himself doctor and had no medical degree. <laughs> Were they a PhD? Uh, no. no, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. I know. He credits himself as medical doctor and doctor of dentistry in multiple oh. places and has no record of, of achieving mm-hmm. those. Like, yeah. Maybe a bit of a Sweeney Todd type <laughs> doctor. Can you imagine back in the day you could just walk into like some town with a bag, a satchel and say, I'm a doctor. Yeah. I got, I got my doctor in my doctor in training in Charlottesville. Yeah. And then like people be like, okay, doc. <laughs> it's like, all right. I guess I'm the doctor now. That's a plot of many, many movies before the internet existed that you show up and say you are someone. And then they ask you like, then of course the situation arises where you must prove it yeah. and you fail miserably. All right. Next. Uh, this comes from a show called Tipping Point from the host Ben Shepard. The idea of veganuary encourages people to eat a vegan diet in which month? The contestant responds, October. <laughs> How about never? It's not that bad. No. I like I like meat products. I like animal I, products. Sure. I, I like will butter. tell you this. It, once they can actually... Well, I, I've moved on from real butter and there's no issue. Oh, I, right. cook, I cook with almond butter and it works just fine. Um, but I will say that if we ever get to a point where you can actually make a plant-based cheese, then we'll, then we'll be there. Then you can uh-huh. have a, a fully plant-based. A plant-based diet. cheese that, that actually like, uh, it's funky right now, no matter what. Yeah. It doesn't melt right. It's all it doesn't weird. melt right. It smells weird. <laughs> what do they not, make it out of? I don't know. Plant something. People. <laughs> <laughs> Soylent green. green. Yeah. 
uh, defense attorney questioning his own client in court. And how do you account for the drugs found in your car? They planted those drugs on me. I threw mine out the window. <laughs> fair. I mean, he was under a, oath. That means like a fair, that's a fair legal argument. Those are not the drugs. I was arrested for the possession of those drugs. They were not mine. Yeah. Doesn't I'm matter like, if I had other drugs. Nope. I, those are not the drug. Those drugs were not mine. They were planted on me. Those are different drugs. <laughs> exactly. Release. Internet trivia question. What brand of chewing gum is also the name of Poseidon's weapon? Answer given by 25% of the respondents. <laughs> Bazooka. Bazooka. <laughs> Man, Greek Greek uh, mythology would be pretty much kick-ass if Poseidon had a bazooka. What kind of, would it, like, a, like a water cannon? Yeah, sure. Yeah, release the Kraken. And Was he in Selma? <laughs> I don't know. I watched, I watched one of those, t- I watched the terrible sequel to, um, um, it was called Wrath of the Titans. That's the second one. Yes. Oh my God! I was sitting through Wrath of the Titans, going, "What the hell? What is go- what is happening here?" Now available like, on HBO Max. Right. <laughs> I was like, "Do you know? Do uh, do Liam Neeson and Ray Fiennes have nothing else to do? I mean, granted, I, uh, granted the checks cashed, which is fine, which is great. Um, God bless them. I mean, they they have houses and stuff they need to pay. I get it." It's um, it's sort of reminded. Did you? <laughs> it's also side. all soundstage work, right? So uh-huh. they're like they're just. It's probably just a couple weeks shoot. Yeah, and it's all yeah. green screen. <laughs> yeah. So just like show up and read this dumb script, and we'll <laughs> right. give you the money. Just be dramatic. Yeah. Like Rafe, can you be a little more dramatic? Oh sure, I absolutely can be. One hundred percent. One hundred percent can be. Which, which, speaking of paychecks, did you see uh, sidebar onto uh, golf for one second? Because we have to talk about more golf some more. But Kisner. Got interviewed today, Mm-mm. and so Kisner, Kevin Kisner, very funny, very, kind of a straight shooting Southern boy. Um, they said to him, "It's like, are there are there uh, are there places on tour that you can't win? Because he doesn't hit the ball very far." And he says, "Yeah, it's like I can't win it." He says, "I can't win it." Um, you know, Beth Page Black. I can't win it. Tory South, and he named a couple other things. And they said, "Well, why do you go?" And he says. You know, they give you quite a bit of money for finishing 20th. <laughs> it's like, it's like yeah. yeah, it's it's a good living. If you finish 20th every week on the PGA Tour, you're going to be fine. You're going to be, you're going to have a big house and it'll be, and you'll. That sounds and you'll, good. And you'll do great. Yeah, I would love to go be anonymous professional golfer who made enough money to be comfortable. Yeah, but I think, I think the same thing about, you know, when, when big stars do terrible movies like that it's like you know what they've got they've got bills they got they got people they got kids to put through college and shit so i get it i play one of those mobile golfing games on my phone sometimes golf clash uh i've moved on from golf clash to ultimate golf oh okay it's it's better all right Um, but it is it's better it's less cartoony uh there's a number of things i could get into about why it's better but you you enter into tournaments and there's like an entry fee right hmm but then you can finish like 40th and you like, it's a, it's a losing money proposition. And I'm like, this isn't, it shouldn't be like this. I should at least get all my, my stake back. And then maybe just a little bit of a bump. What, I, I how high do you have to more. finish to get in the money? Not that high. Like maybe the top third. Okay. But yeah, I shouldn't be losing money. That's not how, P, that's not how the PGA tour works. <laughs> they should cut you then. They should like, yeah. Then you get nothing. <laughs> there you go. You all right. Next, checked. this one will hit close to home. All right. 
Customer. Our copier says it's out of toner. Tech support. Well, did you add some? Customer. No. You think it will fix the problem? <laughs> which goes, which sort of harkens back to our little tweet that we uh, went back and forth about today. Yeah. About how, how you know, if people would just like just take a mild bit of interest in the thing that they're doing, they could probably just figure it out themselves. Like just, I don't even care if they don't figure it out themselves. I want you to want to have it figured out once I've helped you. I don't want you to just be like, no, just give me like, well, I have children. I don't need you. Right. (laughs) I want to give you understanding. Right. Give a man a fish. I had somebody ask me. Yeah. I had somebody ask fish. (laughs) That's we know I, <laughs> <laughs> I had somebody ask me for help at work and then like not reply when I sent back like, yes, I can help you. Here's a list of these things. Which ones apply to your situation? And then like didn't reply. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you just basically because like, the question was, can you just give me this data? And I'm like, well, no, it doesn't exist like that. There's multiple inputs. I need at least a little bit of information from you to give you the stuff that matters. Yeah. Anyway, it was that was that that's what prompted that whole thing for me this morning. <laughs> like really? I'm happy to help you, but yes. you have to help me help you. PC load letter. What the fuck does that even mean? What is it Michael Bolden an idiot? It's obvious <laughs> what it means. <laughs> or isn't he in technology? It's a fucking printer. What do you mean letter? You know what it's paper. Come on. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> Oh, I understand. And that th- the fact that that was actually played for years as, as a joke that resonated with people is that's that is the beginning of the end of my pain. <laughs> it shouldn't be funny. You should just know what that means. Right. All right. And finally, we have special skills on a resume. A- ability to carry boxes. Mm, so important. Super strength. Okay. Uh, great hair. Can fit 6,000 mini marshmallows in mouth. How many? 6,000. No way. This bullshit. That's a lie. You're disqualified for lying, sir. I did. You know, have you ever played some Chubby Bunny? It's been a while, but sure. The last time I played Chubby, I went to a, I went to a, a, a cookout, and they decided they wanted to play Chubby Bunny. Of course, I dominated the <laughs> Chubby Bunny. Because, and then, like, so as we were getting on to the Chubby Bunny, getting along, I mean, I had, I was, I was well past a dozen probably on my way to 20 at this point. And then it was like, okay, people are out. People are out. And then it's like, okay, it's just Chris. And this, and this, this, and it was like a little girl <laughs> left. I'm like, there's no way that this 10 year old girl has more marshmallows in her mouth than I do. There's like shenanigans. No, it's children's like, have high, children have high, high oh, elasticity. Oh, please. <laughs> they do not. I was being cheated. She's like, watch me put my entire foot in my mouth. Well, they wanted, they wanted, obviously they wanted her to win. So I, I, I bunnied out that, so the young lady could win. Cause I was, I was, I was so incensed by the fact that this charade was, was, was being perpetrated. I can see and, how I'd be very, seemed very unfair. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should storm the Capitol. <laughs> I should say, spit out all the marshmallows in your mouth into a bowl and we'll count who's got the right amount of marshmallows. Fair enough. <laughs> I can easily prove this. It's like I'm I'm threatening a choking hazard here just for the entertainment of a bunch of like half strangers. Well, was it worth it? Did you enjoy the marshmallows? 
No, not really. Okay. I just you just spit them out at the end. Why? Why not leave them in your mouth until they dissolve? Because <laughs> your teeth would like dissolve <laughs> along with the marshmallows. <laughs> All that would be left would be like this dental post and like the the tooth that I have. That's what the real chubby, chubby bunny should be. You should have to keep them in there. Yeah, you, you should have to consume them without <laughs> taking any out. Oh God! <laughs> be, again, choking hazard. Like get the Heimlich remover all queued up. Intubate in advance <laughs> through your nose. <laughs> yes, that would definitely win you the Chubby Bunny Award. All right, overtime. Overtime. I don't even know what I had on for overtime today. Something about <laughs> vaccinating people. <laughs> right. So the um. So, obviously, they're trying to get more vaccinations into people. And I noticed that in Seattle, the mayor came on the TV yesterday and said, she's going to have the fire department come out and give you vaccine and give these people, go into these um, group homes for older people and give them vaccinations. Like, who else can we queue up for? Veterinarians. Veterinarians can give vaccinations. Uh, can they, are they allowed to give vaccinations to people? Because if they gave a bunch of vaccination vaccines to the local veterinary place and the, they said, yeah, people could come in from the neighborhood and, and would you let a veterinarian give you a, 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 a vaccination? For sure. I mean, I let him take a bullet out of me. Who <laughs> <laughs> Would you allow a, an EMT to give you a, a vaccination? Buddy, it's a needle in the arm. Anyone can do it. Anybody, Give it to me. I'll do it to my goddamn if, self. What? Really? I mean, yes. if, they, if they had, if they, if if they, if they didn't have the cold thing to deal with, if they just sent everybody, like, if they sent you enough vaccinations, where you're like, like, say it was one shot for each member of your family. Yeah. And they sent you a rack of four. Yeah. To deliver to your family, would yes. you do it? Yes. And then you do it to yourself. You'd give yourself the shot, or would you sure. let your wife give you the shot? I'd rather do it to myself. <laughs> <laughs> You, you really? Yeah. All right. Would you let your oldest daughter give it a shot? No. <laughs> no, that's the line. <laughs> that's the line. Eight and a half like, year olds, it's a no go. I wonder if I'd let my daughter give me the shot. Maybe. She's, I think so. She's almost old enough to drive. She's responsible. She's responsible. I. Her before my wife? I don't know. I'd let my wife give me the shot. I didn't say I wouldn't I think, let my... That's not the question that you asked. <laughs> <laughs> you'd let her, but you'd prefer you do it to yourself. But that's how I feel about everything. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. So if they had self-service, you would you be down with, with uh, vaccine self-service? I, I'm down with whatever. Yeah. I'm down with speed, 24 hours a day. Let's go. I'm tired of this. The sooner we get this shit out there, the sooner... You can have some just, semblance I'm of normalcy. Just trying to think, like, I'm just trying to think of like who we could engage to like just, I mean, I know there's a lot of protocols involved with it. Like you have to like hang out for 15 minutes afterwards and all these other things. I get that. But I think it's time to just start knocking these things out. Like The biggest concern is handling, right? Because the, the yeah. vaccine can only be out of the storage for X number of hours before it's... But the Johnson & Johnson, the one that's going to, the, the one that Johnson & Johnson's pushing out. They said it doesn't have any of these problems. It's like one shot, not two, and it doesn't have to be refrigerated and all this other stuff. Okay. So if that was available, and they just had racks of that around. Let's just start popping them in. Like, where could you go? Where would you? I mean, obviously the pharmacy right. can do it. The veterinarian can do it. I'm just trying to think of the people in my. Who are the people in my neighborhood who can? I'd let a med student do it. I don't care. 
med students. How about how about um, um, beauty school student? Yes. <laughs> a uh, aspiring. They spent more time esthetician. learning. To, yeah, an esthetician spends more time learning to do hair than a cop does learning to shoot a gun. So yeah, fucking sign yeah. me up for the dental lady. dental hygienist. They do they yes. do shots? Yes, they shoot you in the mouth all the time. The hygienist. Does the dentist actually come in for that part? I can't remember. Yeah, the dentist should the dentist should do shots. That the dentist should good. do like, shots. Yeah, definitely. You should be able to go to the dentist for your cleaning and get a vaccination. Yeah, that's for sure. That's a hundred percent right there. Yeah. See, we're full of good ideas. What what's, what is wrong with you people? I I've been saying for years if they just let me be in charge, shit would be way better. <laughs> <laughs> My wife was just wildly complaining about the this the the rate of vaccinations, and I was thinking, you know what? I bet if I brought this up with Ty, we'd have some good ideas. I think we've, I think those are all excellent ideas. Well, I mean, this is just, it's one of those things where when you spend 40 years dismantling the government's ability to do anything in a large scale, and then you point to its inability to do those things as proof that it can't do those things. You know, I mean, that's just, that's, that's how we, that's how it works now. Our society is really set up to make sure that whenever there's a government benefit, we have to make with maniacal certainty, make sure no one who's the wrong person gets it. Right. And we're so focused on that. We right. often lose the forest for the trees and prevent the right people from also getting it. Yeah. They had, a, I, I read a story the other day where in New York city, they had, to, they pitched a bunch of vaccines because oh, they yeah. came, they came into, they came in to, to vaccinate the staff. Yeah. And the st- all the staff got vaccinated. The people who, and there's some people who opted out, you know, Whatever. If you're going to throw them away, just give them to anyone. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what the, the, the doctor who was the doctor who was there on staff was like, okay, now you've got these 20 extras. We've got people who want, you know, here's some other people who would like to get vaccinated. Like, no, we can't give that to you. That's dumb. <laughs> that's like, so they pitch it. They just pitch it. They pitch it in the garbage. <sighs> so we're I so know. terrible. Like, is it like with the stimulus? Here's an idea. Just give everyone the money and then claw it back when you do the when you have people do their tax returns if they made too much to qualify. Right. Then you don't have to worry about means testing it. Just give it to everyone and then take it back if the people didn't deserve it. Yeah. And then when you file your taxes, you say, "Did you is is box A one larger than?" Seventy-five thousand dollars. Okay, you owe an extra two grand. That's it. Check. That's all there because we gave it to you. So please give it back. Right, and then it just kind of, and then yeah, then it floats out. But we have to make sure that there's no chance that someone who doesn't deserve. Oh, I can't. I just can't deal with it. <laughs> people have jobs. People have jobs thinking this shit up, man. Uh, and, well, no, and then there's a whole bunch of people who have jobs like intentionally making it bad. All right. It's called, it's called the government. <laughs> Is it? Mm-hmm. All right. Is that our show? That's it, man. All right. That's our show. Thanks to all of you for listening to the two on three podcast, where we hope you're staying safe, staying healthy and staying out of trouble. Or if you're getting in trouble, at least with the good kind, not the bad kind. Certainly not the kind that, you know, results in maiming or political unrest. (laughs) And if you're too scared to vote, that means the terrorists won. Just to be clear about something. If you're too scared to vote the way you feel, you are being terrorized. That is the literal definition. I don't know why. I can't get over it. I, I'm, it's like, it's, I'm telling you, man. Everything is right at the top of my brain at all times right now. Yeah. If you don't already, please subscribe and review via your favorite podcast provider. And don't be shy about sharing your thoughts and suggestions for the show. We'll be back next week with more pop culture, life strategies, and existentialism. And until then, peace. Peace.